Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Campaign Diary. So we have made it to episode 2, it has been about a month as promised, and here we are. If you were not caught up on last time, I will do a brief recap. The party, which is comprised of Freya, the stout paladin, Desna and Escafe, the chaotic monk and rogue, Taklak, the adventurous sorcerer, and finally, Flint Strider, the charming pirate. The party's main goal up until this point has been to find the ship of Flint Strider, former pirate captain, and reclaim it from an evil vampire named Markov Steric. At this point in their arc, they have reached the location of Steric, the city of Englefall, which I designed to be fantasy, medieval, stereotypical New York. That was sort of the idea, and I think I did a pretty good job. It has a very dark and brooding atmosphere, which I really enjoyed. At this point, the party has spent most of their time in the wilds or in a charming fishing village, so having this more dark, gothic metropolis was a nice change of pace. However, one thing that I'm kind of disappointed in myself for is not taking advantage of this metropolis. It felt like just a big town that was skinned to look like a city. Cities in D&D should feel alive. More random encounters can really help with that. But this city didn't have a lot of random encounters. I did have one that was pretty cool, which we will get into. But at the end of the day, it felt like just a big town, not like a bustling city. It didn't feel like there was a lot going on. And whenever they reach another huge city area, I will change that so that there are more random encounters. Big tip. Random encounters can make cities feel very alive, very active, and can immerse your party in that kind of experience. But anyway, back to the story. The party have reached Anglefall, this gothic city, and at this point, I have a problem. The player behind Flint Strider couldn't make it to the first session, and a lot of it was based on his character. So I had to do a lot of last-minute rewrites which yeah sometimes that is not fun and honestly here's my best advice if you can't do a quick rewrite of the session i do recommend canceling or at least moving it back a couple hours because there is nothing worse than a session that is completely rocky and that falls apart because you have nothing planned that stuff does happen and you need to be ready for that i do now have backup plans just in case a central player character is absent in this case i did have encounters, uh, a boss, a storyline in my head, but I didn't think I'd have to use it until later. However, I decided to bring it in early because, well, one of the players was missing and I had to delay the central main quest line in this area, this metropolis of Anglefall. So instead, the party reached the city, Flint, the pirate captain, goes off to investigate where the vampire is while the rest of the party have a little bit of free time. Instead of focusing the session around Flint, I focused the session around Eska and Desna Fey, who, in a previous session, had made a deal with a mysterious figure that resulted in them getting a mark on their hand. It was a really creepy moment for the party because they had never really suspected this figure of being anything supernatural. Up until that point, he had just been a normal bard. He was kind of weird and talked kind of funny, but they never thought that he was anything more than just a bard. But... He asked one of the Fae twins, Desna, if he would help him in the future. Desna said yes, they shook hands, and then, well, Desna got a mark on his hand, 
which seems demonic in nature and the party were really freaked out by that because again up until that point this bard figure ether dishevelly he had been a perfectly normal guy i was going to save this plot line until later i was gonna let it fester but you know what we have some time so let's bring it up here and allow the party to investigate this mark further who is this bard ether dishevelly this with this funny name and weird cadence of speech after some exploring around the city, the party finally got a lead. They went to a mansion which belongs to a woman named Garatha the Kind, which obviously if someone is named The Kind, they're not going to end up being so kind, and the party were automatically suspicious of her. Yeah, maybe I showed my hand a little bit too much there because, you know, I wasn't trying to be entirely subtle. This woman was creepy from the outset. She's connected to a demonic symbol in some way, shape, or form, not on the surface level, but people have told the party that they have seen this Garatha woman associated with this demonic rune, so the party know there's something suspicious about her, so I decided, you know what, throw out all of the subtlety, let's have her be creepy from the outset. And I think it really, really worked out. I do think that you don't always need to hold back on your party. Sometimes being creepy with an NPC right at the beginning can really offset a party. Your players expect things to be hidden from them until they're slowly revealed. But revealing that an NPC is suspicious right at the forefront can really catch them by surprise. I also decided to bring in the party's weakness. Children. So yeah, I brought in kids. Garatha has a bunch of child servants, essentially, and the party felt really bad for them. They met this little girl who was really terrified of this witch woman and was trying to desperately get the party to help, and obviously the party wanted to help her. It was a great moment between the party of really deciding, yeah, these guys are heroes. I like this smaller scale, more subtle moment when the party really decides their morality. Like, they're going to help these kids. They're not just going to take the information this witch is offering and then leave. They're going to help these children out, even if it costs them valuable information on this demonic rune. I really love that. In the last campaign, the party's rallying moment, their call to action, their heroes moment, it was in a much more epic fashion. They entered into a huge city, fought a demon, it was a big old battle. That was their call to action moment, and obviously big battles like that are epic. But I also like these smaller scale moments for a D&D party. It keeps the escalation at a lower point because often I see D&D games suffer from an escalation problem. Things escalate far too quickly and that sort of small scale neighborhood adventure is lost. The investigation, the intrigue of smaller, less extreme threats fades away as characters level up. Slowing down, allowing them to have the experience of fighting these more smaller scale threats with more personal conflicts, I think is a lot of value in D&D games, so I was really happy with this moment. So anyway, the party decide they're going to fake working with this woman, they're going to come back to the house, and they're going to kill her. Great stuff. This lady is clearly creepy, she's clearly magical, the sorcerer Taklak did a little bit of arcana checking and realized that this woman emanates dark necrotic magic so there's clearly something up with her so they make their choice as they return to their inn they meet the first major npc in anglefall and that is caroline the changeling the first changeling character i've ever made for dnd npc or otherwise 
I'm going to talk more about her during my analysis at the end, but I really like this character and the party really liked her too. She's essentially like this goth changeling. She has the short black hair, goth makeup, eyeshadow, black lipstick, the whole nine yards. She's just this edgy medieval goth teenage changeling and the party really liked her. She is one of the kids that is trapped under Garatha the Witch Mother. She snuck out and is trying to get the party to help her and the other kids to escape. She's the older sister type, the rebellious one. I decided to introduce her here instead of after the Garatha fight for a couple of reasons. The main one is that I wanted the party to get acquainted with her. If they get acquainted with her, before the fight, I felt like it added more risk. Like, in order to help this person that you now like, you need to beat Garatha. Whereas, if they were introduced to her afterwards, the risk is gone. The tension is released. There's not as much weighing on this relationship between the players and the NPC. So, that's why I chose to introduce her at this point. And I think that's a great tip for when you're introducing NPCs. If you really want the party to care, give them a conflict to be resolved. If there's no conflict, the party are not as likely to care as much since there's not as much weight. So anyway, party meet with Caroline and they head off to face the Witch Mother Garatha and it is a pretty intense fight. This was the first time I ever used a creature with multiple forms. Garatha's original form is a high elf, but she turns into this creepy witch banshee looking thing. I used some card art from Gwent that looked so, so good. And I think that just that made this fight really, really special. Seeing a creature change into something much more scary is just a great sensation for the players. Whenever I say, hold on guys, I'm pulling out her second form, the party automatically like sit up in their chairs i can see their eyes going wide i can hear players going oh crap what now it's great it builds that tension that i'm always talking about builds that suspense it's really good for getting players invested in a bad guy even though garatha was only here for one session the party really didn't like her especially because she was hurting caroline and the party quickly fell in love with her so yeah Garatha had to go. The fight was good. It was essentially a reskin night hag. I gave her some extra abilities, changed around some of her spells. It was the night hag versus three party members because at this point Freya was also gone too. So I had to rebalance the fight a little bit, but at the end of the day, it was a pretty good battle. I think it was balanced very well. The party can be hard to balance for. It's interesting because